First Corinthians 13, we are, uh, it's the last class, last class, and um, I think I've enjoyed this class probably more than any class I've ever taught. Um, I think number one, because of the material, uh, not my material, that's, anybody can do that, but uh, we've all read First Corinthians 13 so many times. And it usually takes about a minute or two to get through it. And you go, oh, that was nice. I'm, I'm all for it. But when you start peeling the layers back, um, wow, is it rich. And, and I think that's that's been, and those that are teachers, you know teachers always will end up learning more than any students do. And I think that's really been good for me. Um, second thing I think it has been a good class is because of all the good comments, and I'm not talking about fill-in-the-blank uh, parroting kind of things. I'm not much on that stuff, but uh, the in-depth, heartfelt questions and comments that you all have had, I, I think that has been really good for me, too, and and what it means to us. You know, it's one thing to hear a lesson on Sunday, or but what is it going to do for me on Tuesday? Uh, that, that always means a lot to me. Um, and you all have made it um, <clears throat> made it pleasurable from that standpoint of uh, let's get real here with, with this with these things and I, I think I hope that's been the way you've t taken it that was my intention uh, you know you never know a hundred percent but um, so I've really enjoyed the class I really have and as you can probably well, you can't see it but I'm going to redo the notes I have added so many things that I didn't think of the first time, and I'll type it up nice and pretty, and if anybody wants it later, um, to refresh your notes, then we'll, we'll do that. But, uh, so I think that's been good. Um, we were just talking there uh, before the camera came on that uh, uh, love never fails, and Peggy had an English Standard Version that said love never ends. ends. Um, I, I like I like that. I, well, I like both of those. Um, we um, in the original, the gr the Greek word for fail carries the idea of a flower that sheds its petals, uh, withers, and then dies, decays, and dies. So, what what the Lord's saying here? All this other stuff's gonna fail. Spiritual gifts, all that, you know, that ended a long time ago. But all these things are going to fail. But he says, there's one thing that'll never end, that'll never fail, that'll never die, it'll never wither, uh, is this agape love. Now somebody tell me, back from the very first, what? remember the three words for love that the Greeks have? We only have one. Well, our, our language is not as rich as the Greeks in the original. Remember, remember some of those? We know phileo, phileo which Philadelphia. It's a Greek word. Uh, this brotherly love, and, th and that assumes that you have brothers, uh, sisters. They have things in common. You share a commonality. Uh, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We share a commonality, obviously. Um, so that's is that the word he uses here in 1 Corinthians 13? Mm -hmm. It is not. Uh, there's, there's a word, uh, a storge, Greek word, which means like a family type of love. There's a Greek word for eros, where erotic, uh, that kind of love that the Greeks use, eros. 
And then there's agape love. Now, what does agape love mean? Self-sacrificing. Self-sacrificing love? Does agape love depend upon the receiver of the love? No. Tell me, tell, give me some examples of that. Does, is, do we see that in the world today a lot? Like, I love that person if they're lovely or if they're lovable. Um, if, they, if they return that, well, anybody can do that. Even the Lord said, well, what do, you, what do you do more than anybody else, by the way? Rhetorical question. Anybody can do that. <clears throat> now, who's our prime example of, of loving us when we were unlovely? Christ. Christ. Jesus. And we've talked about this, love never ends, love never fails, love never fades away, love does not, does not uh, decay, love does not die. Um... If I were to say this, um, tell me the implications of this love here in, 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 in verse 1 about love never fails, love never dies. Are there, what are the implications now, and are there eternal implications too? Where love never fails, love never dies, love never stops. Certainly on this earth, where there are prophecies, they'll fail. Whether there are tongues, they'll cease. Whether there, uh, you know, all of these things. But this is not going to go away. Agape love. Now the world doesn't understand this. You treat people nice if they treat you nice. And if the world snaps at you, then you got every right to snap back. Dog eat dog. All of that. It's a sorry world that, that thinks that. But that's where we live. Uh, this is not that kind of love. Now, if it never fails, will it fail on the other side, in heaven? It will not. It's eternal, isn't it? Now, here's the question. If it's eternal, this and it's, I'm not saying this is easy. Uh, he says to love your enemies, too. But, you know, that's not easy to do, is it? No, but, but I did learn from this class that when you do dislike somebody or feel that kind of emotion towards them, just sit and look and find one thing that you like, and it takes away okay. everything else. Well, that's a good practical that lesson. turns it into the agape love. That's really good. Um, sometimes that's hard to find, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It is hard to find sometimes with some people. But you have to look. You have to look. Did the Lord have to... Look pretty hard to find with, with me. Yes, he did, but he did it anyway. Uh, Peggy, and I think talk about love and eternity. We won't have to deal with that in eternity no. with God. I and mean, in, no. in heaven, there won't love will be perfected. It will be perfected. How he does it, I don't know, but it will be perfected like this. This is perfection. Now, will we ever, on this earth at least, at least I don't think so, you think we'll be able to get this exactly right? Love, love, you know, love is not rude, love never fails, love is not selfish, love is not proud. I don't think so. But can we, can we do better? And I think that, that, that's to your point. Uh, we can do better. But there are going to be times when 
where you, you fall off away a little bit on some of these things, on some of these qualities. You just have to pick yourself up, repent, and say I'm sorry and try to move on. But at least it, I think it makes you more aware. I think this, this, these first eight or ten uh, verses have made me more aware of my shortcomings, really, when you think about it. And then we talked about this on Sunday, but what does James 4.17 say, remember? To him that knows to do, to do good, it does not do it. To him or her, it is sin. Well, we know now. We know now. We're not going to be able to say, well, I didn't know that. <clears throat> well, we actually do. So, what, what's incumbent upon this for us now that we know it? Practice. You better try to do it. You better try to practice it. Uh, mm -hmm. We've talked about you that the, the more aware you are of it, the, more, the little steps you take, it gets easier and easier. So it becomes more of a habit. Not that you'll ever become perfect at it, but you're more aware of your issue of pride. Right. Or you're more aware of that you don't really have patience towards certain people that you show. You know, and so I think the more that we do practice it, the stronger. It's like a muscle. The, we get better and better and better at it. We will, won't we? Um, number one, we, we, we can pray about it. If we have some short... Now some of these... Uh, um, you know, uh, that's not a, a big problem for me. Well, it may be for you. Now, what about some of these others? Oh, that's, ooh, you got personal there now with Mitch. I mean, some of these we don't have a tr uh, big problem with. Some of them, we have a lot of problem with it. Well, but, but we know that now, don't we? I guess we knew it before, but we, we, we know the implications of it. Uh, thinks no evil does not keep records. Has anybody ever done that? <laughs> okay, buddy. That's one for you. <laughs> Don't come back now and, and try that stuff again. Love doesn't keep records. Well, whew, we got to work on that. I got to work on some of these things. Got to work on all of them, really. But uh, question, other questions or comments? Good thoughts. <clears throat> Okay, now let's go to page 34. And we touched on this, and, and Bruce kind of uh, commented a little bit on that or shook his head. Uh, um, too often our love depends on the receiver of the love. The receiver. You receive it well, what a good boy am I. You don't receive it so well, well I don't take that quite, quite as well. Well, this says you need to do that. Um... Now, since it's the last class, I'm going to kind of skip around here a little bit, but <clears throat> someone give me your own words, and of course, we'll, we'll see how this goes as we go down, but um, Luke 7, 47, Jesus told Simon the Pharisee, um, he who is forgiven little, loves little. Simon didn't think he needed the Lord's forgiveness. So therefore, he had very little love, concern, patient kind of stuff, for the lady who came in from the street. Did uh, She did. She understood that. So, <clears throat> if the Lord has patience with us, what should we have for others? Patience. Patience. 
Now, what does patience mean again in the original Greek? Slow to boil. Slow to boil. We all understand that, don't we? Particularly all this cooking stuff that's going on here lately. <laughs> we know what boiling water is and, and how things boil. If, if the Lord can be kind to us, and who remembers what the word kind meant in the Greek? Service. Of service. Uh, suited for its purpose. Remember that? Uh, tasty. We might call it tasteful. Love is tasteful. Love is uh, tasty. Love, love is suited for its purpose. So if Jesus is kind to us, and He is and has been and will be, then what can we be for others? Can we be of service to others? Can we be tasteful to others? Can we be suited for our purpose of service to others? We can. Lord said, that's what you got to do. Uh, are these suggestions, by the way? Options? No, they're not. Like, like I said a couple weeks ago, yeah, they're optional if we don't want to go to heaven. <laughs> no, you're right. Everything's optional, is it not? In this whole world, everything's optional. You don't have to do it. This is a choice, is it not? All these things are a choice. You can choose. That's the silliest stuff for old women and little, little kids I've ever seen. Real men don't do that. Well... There's a day coming where you'll change your tune. Um, you just will. Uh, Carol? I was just going to say, it's it's something that you have to work on internalizing. You do. And like anything else that you learn, you are consciously incompetent in the beginning, and then you become consciously competent, and then you're unconsciously competent. So you don't think about it, you just do it. It becomes part of who you yeah, are. Yeah. We, we've all seen the, I've tried it in my office, move my trash can from this corner where it's been for six or seven years to this corner. There'll be paper piled up over here on the floor for about 30 days. Yeah, and be going, who moved my... I think... Uh, but after, they say, after 30 days, you begin to develop a new habit. And pretty soon, you start throwing the paper in the other corner where the trash can is now. But that, that's the Carol's point. It, it's not easy. It doesn't, it's not second nature. These things are not second nature. Well, we're just innately patient, kind, not envy, not proud, not rude, not selfish. No. We probably are innately these things. So it takes a while to turn that ship around. Sometimes it's like turning a battleship around in a lake. It can be done. But it's slow. It's slow. Well, that's okay. We've got time, I guess. Well, you know, as long as we got. Um, and you have to want to do that. It's a choice. It's a choice. You're not born with it. And we talked about that. Uh, you don't get it by osmosis. Well, I'm married to somebody like that, so that means I'll get it. No. Um, it's not a pill you can take, or it'd be easy, wouldn't it? Lord said, well, don't you take this pill, and that's going to cure all these things. Well, is that really a choice, or is that being a puppet on a string? Lord said, I'm not, you're not puppets on strings. You can choose what you want to do. Just know there are consequences of your choices. We see that in everything, don't we? Work, school, 
you name it, the family, home, kids. There, and you, that's what you. There's a choice you can choose. Just want you to know there's a consequence to that. It could be a good or it could be bad. And the Lord said that. How would He know how serious we were if He just forced us to do that? Jump. When I tell you to jump, He, he doesn't work that way. He just does not operate that way. <clears throat> uh, in Galatians, uh, quite, any other thing on that before we go on? Galatians 5. Uh, you know, we all know about the. Let's just turn over there just real quickly. Galatians 5. We know the, the uh, sins of the flesh. And we're really good about Galatians 5 on being able to quote that. But uh, it doesn't stop there. You know, you. Uh, In verse 16 of Galatians 5, Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And he goes on to tell Here are the works of the flesh. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, mur and just goes on and on. And then he, then he says, But. But. The fruit of the Spirit. Now we talked about that. Um, I've got five or six, I don't know, citrus-type trees in my yard. I guess you could call it an orchard if you want to. Not really, but um, got got different things. You know, we we got an orange and we got a grapefruit and we got this, we got this, we got this. Well, in a sense, he's saying you're living in my orchard, and I want you to I want you to put on. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Now, how many of these do you see repeated in Galatians 5 that he had in verse 13? I didn't count them all up. But he says, uh, self-control. Do you see anything up here involving self-control? Selfish. What's the opposite of selfish? Rude. Rude. Rude? Is there, you have self-control if you're rude? Not generally. Uh, so these are very, very similar. Patient, kind, and so on. Uh, so if you want to think of our lives as we have the orchard of God with all of these qualities, it's what he calls them, the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit. Uh, what bears fruit? The branches or the, or, the, or the trunk? The branches do. Who's the trunk? Do branches live... Out of the the root or the trunk, no. they not for long. They die real quickly. So he's saying, for you to be in my orchard, I'm paraphrasing. I give me just a little bit of leeway here, but it's the principles there. Uh, th these are these are my this is my orchard, and I want you to eat of this fruit so that you can bear fruit. Questions, comments on that. I hope I'm not stretching that too far on that, but I, I think uh, the implication certainly is that. Page 35. This will be our, our last uh, last page. We talked about, you know, I'm the vine, you're the branches, and uh, Jesus mentioned that back when he was still on the earth preaching and teaching. <clears throat> when we remember his patience, we'll be more patient with others. So whatever mind like um, like like was just mentioned, um, 
if you have to come up with some little mind game or gimmick to make you to um, a flag, if you will, to remember, like like you did, then do that. Um, versus just saying the first thing that pops in your mind. I, you know, the old count to ten, you know, so you don't get angry. Um, uh, bite your, pinch yourself. Um, you know, whatever it takes to remind you things <coughs> not to do and, and things to do. You know, whatever you have to do, write it down, put it on your mirror. We've done that before when the kids were little. Uh, um, put, put a verse up on your mirror. Because you're in front of that mirror a lot. And just leave it for one week. Every time you brush your teeth, comb your hair, whatever, wash your face, you, you, you recite that verse. And in a week, that's committed forever in your memory. Just one week. Uh, 52 weeks a year, how many memory verses could we, Bible verses could we remember? 52. About 52. <laughs> that's good, Margie. About 52, I <laughs> When we remember His kindness to us, we'll be more kind to others. And that's the same thing He told Simon. He said, Simon, the reason you have these problems, you don't understand what I've done for you. That's really the bottom line. When we really internalize what He's done for us, it'll be easier to do these things for others. When Number 12, when we remember His forgiveness toward us, we'll be more forgiving to others. I doubt if you'll ever forget the 747 principle. We we beat that up pretty good, Luke 747. Um, and it'd be hard to even see a, a Boeing 747 without thinking of the 747 principle. But um, I, and, I, and I got this from somewhere. This is not mine. But when we deep, deeply drink in His love for us first, first, we'll be able to give it to others. But we have to internalize it has to be a choice. It has to become a habit. Once we can get all of what He's done for us, it'll be a lot easier to do it for others. And I made the note here, this is serious business. You know, we have a little fun with it, and you know, I like to cut up a little bit, but this is serious business. Uh, eternal type of things. Uh, not optional. The Lord gives us choices. You can do these things. That's what I want you to do. Or in some cases, not do. Um, but it, it's serious. It has eternal implications for our soul. <clears throat> Will we ever love like Jesus? No. But we'll love better than we have in the past. I firmly believe that. Have we arrived because you've been in 1 Corinthians 13 class? No. But hopefully you're better than you were. Uh, that's the idea, really. As we wind the class down, please. I think a lot of it's just the awareness. Like you said, I think we've all read that scripture so many times. And I thought, oh, that's so nice. You know? Right. But realizing each one of those, a lesson on each one of those and how it applies to my daily life, it's empowering. It is. It's daunting. <laughs> it's very daunting. Yeah, I think we've all, I've, I think we tend to read it like love is like that somebody else. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's a 
a third party thing right. or something. Like, no, 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 no. He really needed that. <laughs> I'm glad the Lord set him straight or her straight. No. No. Talk about you. Talk about me. Now it becomes a little more personal, doesn't it? It becomes a lot more personal. I don't think I'll ever be able to read 1 Corinthians 13 again, ever, as long as I live on this earth, without trying to remember some of the depth of this. I think the depth of it. Don't you think, Mike? Yes. Uh, more than maybe, you know, when you get as old as Mike and I, we, we, we've been through them. Deny that, Mike. Don't act like Mike, you're not in the same category here, brother. Am I still working? <laughs> Your number still starts with a six, doesn't it? <laughs> so, maybe so. I just have something to add. Yeah. And it just crossed my mind, I was thinking about it. Jesus said that we are supposed to take up our cross. And, and oftentimes when I look at that, it's, it's, a, it's a burden. You take up your burdens and you walk. But this is part of that cross. This is what he's telling us. He's saying, there's things that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to bear. And, and, and I think it starts off that we bear all things. Really good point. Is everything that you're, we're commanded to do and examples to do, being a Christian, a delight? Pleasant. You love your enemies. That's not pleasant. That's not easy. It wasn't pleasant people spitting on you either and nailing you to a cross. That wasn't pleasant. But Agape Love says, you'll, you'll take it. You'll take it. There's nothing pleasant about it. I need to get up and go visit so-and-so. Well, here's an idea. Get up and go visit so-and-so. But I don't feel like it today. How many times have we done that? I've done that more than my share. Well, get up and go do it. The Lord didn't say you got to like everything. Uh, your kids, when you, when you discipline your kids or you tell your kids, like, is that always pleasant to them? Believe it or not, we were kids one time too. I remember that. <laughs> Kicking dust and going, I have to go do that, you know. Well, it'll be good for you if you do it. But it wasn't anything pleasant about it. We, we think we're not happy all the time. Well, there must be something wrong with being a Christian. No. No, it's called life. And the Lord's not taking us out of this life. Um, be, in some ways, we might think that would be good, but once we're, we're baptized and become Christians, we have zero problems. Brian, in Kentucky, you have zero problems when you're a Christian? No, sir. No, sir? I'd say the same thing. No, 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 no. I'd almost contend you got more. In some ways. In some ways, because now you're concerned about others. You're certainly aware of it more. You're aware of it more, and you're concerned about others more versus this me, me, me. Well, we got a generation called Me Too, for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, my. Working for perfection is not easy. No, it's not. It's really not. Think about this, too. Uh, Mike, you, or somebody, Teresa, somebody had something. I did. Oh, okay. I did. Janelle, oh, Michelle, hang on a second. Janelle, Michelle. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Uh, when we were coming along as kids, we had Life Magazine. Life. Life. We had Look Magazine. Um, we, see, what some, we had... Uh, 
World U.S. News and World Report. Time. We had time. Time. Now we've got. We've got. People, uh, People magazine. <laughs> yeah, we had People magazine. Us. Yeah. Then it went to. There's a. There's a. There was a magazine called Us. Well, at least you got two of you. <laughs> or three. See, we you start at five. I tried, us and we. Remember all that. Never mind. Uh, us magazine. All you English people. I know you don't say us five, it's we five. There was a group called we five in 1964. So I remember we. Word it so you don't have to put one of those words right. Yeah. Now we've got me, me too, and there's, I, there's a, there's a, um, there's a uh, magazine called I. Now, things change. There's one called O. It's all about Oprah. Yeah. And who's it about? All about. The coin. <laughs> I know that's kind of silly in its own way, but uh, that's the thinking, and that's who we're trying to convert. That's who the, we're, we're dealing with. Can we teach and preach and uh, the same way we used to? Now, this doesn't change. Make sure you understand that. This doesn't change. How we teach it can change. Uh, when I grew up, it was yelling, screaming, pounding, hammering. That, that's, and it was every week. You know what? We still lost 80% of the kids my age, at least. Now, there's times when you've got to raise your voice a little bit or get pointed. I'm coming, Mike. Uh, you've got to get a little pointed. I, I, I know that. And, and I'm not saying water. But, oh, please. James Hahn will be watching me. Uh, my good friend James, I'm not saying water anything that, brother. Uh, you've got to tell it like it is. But you can tell it like it is. In love. In love. First Corinthians 13 kind of love. Yeah. You can. Michelle and then Mike. Thinking about the 747 principle, like through that lens... I think it helps because, like, I'm quick now. I can I can say it fast now through 747. Oh, well, you're patient because right. Jesus was patient. You're kind right. because, okay. But when you spend more time um, reading, particularly his last week on this earth, I think it really kind of, like, it, it, it becomes more meaningful. And, and not that we haven't spent time doing that. I just mean just as a practical application of this, to help you when being patient is maybe not your number one forte, hypothetically. Yeah, that doesn't apply to, you know, not, not you, yeah, but anyway. Other, yeah. but spending you come from more a long time. line of impatient people. <laughs> yeah, we work on But spending more time with, with that last week, and right. particularly the cross, and, and even everything that happened after it, I think it really right. just keeps keeps all of that um, a little fresher. I think it does. Who did Jesus spend his last week with, basically? The disciples. His disciples? Who else? Friends. Friends. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus in their home the last week. So, when all's said and done, you're not going to be remembered for your bank account. 
You're not going to be remembered for all these superficial things that we all pursue. And there's nothing wrong. Lord expects us to live on the earth and have a job and be productive. Not saying that. But who do you want to be with as you get older and toward the end? Church, family, friends, and more time than this. You just do. These things become a whole lot less important as you get over the, the superficial things. Or they should. Mike. That's good. <coughs> Took it right out of your words. Right <coughs> even better than I could put it. No. no. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I've heard the bell ring, but we're getting awfully close, and I've, that's about all I had. Um, does anybody want to wrap anything up with some last comments or thoughts on 1 Corinthians 13? You know, it's not that many verses. And when I first started on this, I thought, can we spend 13 weeks on 13 verses? Uh, no, but we could spend 13 weeks on 8 verses. <laughs> we basically have done that. Well, we did, for sure. We did. And while repetition is good, I, and I, maybe I do that a little bit too much, there's still a lot, there's a lot of new stuff in here every week, even though I was trying to hammer home the 747 principle and some of these other things, but there's a lot of good stuff. Because he said earlier, remember the thing that uh, uh, John Banks went over, you can give your body to be burned. You can give everything you have to feed the poor. Very noble. You can even die for somebody, but if you don't have love, what, what does Paul say it's worth? Nothing. 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 Margie. You know, in the beginning, um, I struggled with uh, my, um, <laughs> my, my, my very hard feelings against my granddaughter and her husband. And it's starting to uh, soften. I'm slowly but surely getting there. That's good. I hope. <clears throat> That's good, and you can, they may never change, but you can. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm I know trying to find love in my heart right now. I mean, there, there, are, there are, well, thank you for sharing that, and get me crying here in a minute, but <laughs> you know me anymore, but um, there are people in this room who are going through tremendous issues, tremendous amount of issues, family issues, health, different, different kinds of issues. That uh, if it'll just that, that where where these come into play is that not right? Yeah. And I'll tell you this real real quickly. There was uh, an incident three or four weeks ago where there's a guy who I I was not going to speak to. I wasn't. Was that a soccer game? I what? And Veronica said, "You need to." You need to do that. And I did. I need this as, as much as anybody. And I felt better afterwards for doing it. You do it. But it's not easy. People in prison. It, it's, it's hard, isn't it? And, and, and all these things. Um, you know, I grew up in a house where my dad was not a Christian just before he died. 
that was hard to grow up in that house, even though he was a good, good, good man. Some of you are going through that. And you may go through it the rest of your life. They may never change. You did what you could do. It's on them. What's the Lord say at the last day? How many knees are going to bow again? Oh. oh, that's right. All knees will bow to Him on that last day. Here's what I found. It's easier to bow now. Get in that habit now. Because He'll put you down on the last day. That knee's going to bow on the last day. But the problem is it's too late for me or you or whoever. Isn't that true? But oh, they're not easy about it. It's not easy. And I can see uh, faces in here going through things that, that some of the things I've gone through as a young man, as a kid growing up and like that. But I'll tell you, hard times come, hard times don't stay. They don't. You may think they are, but they don't stay. Think, but it's gonna, it'll get better. It always does. Once you get through them, it makes you stronger. Once you get through them. And not only, no, that's a good point. Not only that, but let's just say, <clears throat> like I can't, I, I can talk to someone who's lost their mom or dad. I have. And I can honestly say, I understand. Some things I don't understand. But you can have empathy for. I've never had family in prison. I don't understand that, but I can have empathy for that. But there are some things, well, you know, been, maybe I haven't been through a divorce, Lord willing, never will. I think she's put up with me 47 years. I believe we're going to make it, but uh, too late to dump me to the ground now. But uh, people have gone through divorces. Well, though maybe you have too. Would you have some influence on that kind of person when they're going through it? You would. The Lord says, I want you to use your experiences, basically, to help others who, who have gone through this. But now somebody growing up in a household where maybe their dad was not a Christian or their mother wasn't a Christian, I can talk to you about that. So can Jason. I can talk to you about that. And I can honestly say, I understand. That's what we're supposed to get out of this. Change, yes. Change you. Change inside. Choices. But also, what can you do to help others who are going through tough times? Well, that's a Kind of an emotional way to end, but uh, it's okay. It's okay with me. It is. Carol? My favorite companion verse is uh, Philippians 4.13, which just happens to be, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yeah. If you need patience, that's ten words. <laughs> Christ, when we're at our weakest, Christ is at his peak strength. That's what he says. When I'm weak, I become strong because we depend on Him. We're all upset about, oh, North Korea. And all. I don't, I mean, I care, but we're not going to get out of this world alive anyway. Just, you know, be good citizens, and I, I'm all into the you know, all that, but, you know, change what you can change and let the rest of it go. Now, on the way home, Brock's going to say, Really? <laughs> when are you going to start that? Okay. That's why i got to help me. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Thank you all. And uh, we got it. Now remember, we got a class starting the second quarter 
on Bible study and all of that. That was, that was a real need that you all, you all, the, the church said that they needed. So we got a whole quarter class on how to study principles of Bible study, uh, 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 work aids on how to study, what you need to study, you know, all of that. And um, so this, this, we'll be occupied in here again another another quarter. So I look forward to seeing you all uh, then. Well, before then, but anyway. <laughs>